0: and welcome to the fifth episode of the third season of the Plebs on Footy Podcast. I am your host, Roy O'Kane, and not not as always, because he's back this <laughs> week, it's Scott Fotheringham. Hello,
1: Banjo. I wish I could say I'm happy to be back. It's it's pretty grim. A lot has changed in it the last weeks. It was a fantastic
0: week of football, and I don't know what you're talking about. It's been
1: about. an awful, awful fortnight. Nothing good, except for Freo winning. That's probably the only positive for me out of the last two weeks.
0: Maybe I shouldn't have let you come back, because North haven't lost since you left.
1: I do have to give a little bit of a review on, on last week's performance. Overall, I was pretty happy with it, but I do have a little critique of And The only thing I care about is I, I love my segment, Gold Jacket, Green You're quite Grand
0: protective of it. Very Every much so. Every time I have a go at you, and it riles you up.
1: To be honest, I didn't give him permission to take the reins, but that's okay, that's fine. I'm very appreciative of you him didn't for taking the reins. You don't
0: get to criticise. I'm very
1: appreciative of him, so it's alright. But look, positives, uh, with the spirit of the segment, North Melbourne were in there, so that, that's, that's a very big positive, very big tick for him. Negatives, where the hell was the sound effect? How can you have Gold Jacket, Green Jacket without bloody. Happy Gilmore saying, "Go, oh, yeah. Jack and Green Jack.
0: Look, it is it is pretty ordinary, I'll give you that. It's but very ordinary. I do ordinary, think mate. I probably deserve more of the blame for that, given I knew what was supposed to happen. I'm pleased you said that, because he, I like giving you more blame. He hasn't actually ever listened to this, I don't think, so how would he know what's supposed to happen? But anyway, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you decided to show up after another devastating Melbourne loss. I didn't think we'd ever see you again the right way things were going, although apparently it was a step forward this week. Yeah, Alright I,
1: I was really tempted to, to make up an excuse this week I, I, I was saying to Liam I, Last night we should just record a pod and just put it up Just me and him <laughs> You can't do one this week Look, I, I wasn't happy to turn up to this one I'll be honest with you I'm not, I'm not too excited to talk about footy for an hour with you, and no, you You're in an extra bad mood so. I'm
0: in an extra good mood And I've been with you all day So you've been getting it all day Even though you pretty much begged me not to <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, you you, you weren't too bad. I told you just try to hold off being a complete dickhead for this hour, and I, I can survive this hour.
0: Yeah, I was pretty good all day. I only brought up North Melbourne yeah. every third sentence, yeah, and I didn't did bring did, up actually. Melbourne too often. Everything
1: was just a reference back to how someone compares to someone for North Melbourne. You say someone, but it was always Ben Brown. <laughs> it was regularly Ben Brown, I'll give you that.
0: I do love Ben Brown, and Ben Brown is really good, and Ben Brown's going to win the Coleman, and Ben Brown is the best forward in the competition outside Buddy Franklin.
1: Thank God All you out. said <laughs> Sorry, <Freddie> Franklin.
0: <laughs> All things I've said in the last uh, last three weeks.
1: <laughs> All right, are we we're we getting on with it?
0: I think we are. I think we are. Uh,
1: with big things happening for Gold Jacket, Green Jacket this week. I, I've right. been copying, copying a bit called,
0: too. You've called yourself a professional for a long time, yeah, and I think well, I this is the paid. first time you've remotely deserved it. This is the most impressive statistical breakdown I, that has come to AFL since I think they started counting kicks. Yeah, look, I,
1: I do have to say off the top, just for all the new listeners, uh, this segment, it draws from a line of Happy Gilmore, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, who gives a shit. And we give 3-2-1 votes for the most meaningless games of the round. But normally, look, I've been doing it off a bit of a whim.
0: This troll that you do just then <laughs> is more effective than any time you say anything about North Melbourne. I don't know why, but it annoys me so much oh, that no, you I continue no. to do this.
1: Look, I've been copying a bit too much criticism about my, my choices. You bloody took over my segment of of weeks ago, so I decided I need to objectify it a bit. And we've got the gold jacket, green jacket formula. I'm not going to go into detail about it, but we have kind of yeah. waiting points yeah. for different you criteria. You leave
0: out the secrets, herbs, and spices, but you're going to give them what the chicken is.
1: Well, the, yeah, the, the criteria we go into how look much of an KFC, upset it was. Look
0: at that KFC analogy to celebrate their 50th year in
1: Australia. You're an idiot. Margin, uh, the quality of the game, media interest, which is like the, the story that comes out of it, uh, the relevance of each team. Uh, the occasion, outstanding individual performances, injuries and reports, and of course the most important one—North Melbourne's involvement in the game—that'll come out quite, quite high on the charts because yeah, I mean, obviously it's, that's it's a the very all the or segment. nothing
0: category. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I just want to proudly announce before we get into the actual votes that North yeah. Melbourne is not a part of this week's Gold Jacket Green Jacket.
1: Even <laughs> with the effective 10-point ten, ten handicap, you didn't For come the up. first
0: time this year, yeah. or oh, second time because of Good Friday in my hijacking, North Melbourne's not there for the first time by your own admission we're not in it. It feels good, Scott. It feels like we've arrived.
1: Ah, oh, mate, it's actually the first one we haven't been in there. Even Stringer upheld the values of Gold Jacket, Green Jacket. But one vote, uh, they had came out in 22 points of relevance on, on the table. Uh, we have given it to Carlton and West Coast.
0: You no, that, actually, three
1: actually, votes. no, that's wrong. Sorry, one one vote goes to Gold Coast in Brisbane. Now, this was not a very... I
0: was not sure if I was right there or <laughs> you were right
1: No, I was definitely wrong. The reason is because is I have it in rankings yeah, of, on one, my points so. of relevance to bottom relevance, and I looked at the bottom of it. But anyway, <laughs> Gold Coast-Brisbane, uh, this was not a very good game. It was a close game. I watched the last quarter. It was pretty, pretty Yeah, Close
0: good. does not mean good. It definitely and doesn't. From what I saw of this game, this just... By the time I switched on, West Coast... Uh, West Coast. Gold Coast were just sitting back, defending, trying to hang on. Brisbane were trying to win the game. i give them credit for that, but just butchering it at every opportunity.
1: They, they weren't trying to win the game, Gold Coast, and Brisbane just weren't good enough to get over the top it of them. Was the first, it was, it was pretty, pretty miserable to watch.
0: It was the first time in a long time I've seen someone so clearly try and save the game. Like yeah. you normally there's still moments of like offensive movement that you go oh they, if they do that they'll seal it but Gold Coast didn't have a single moment of that. In yeah, and quality. quite
1: often when you watch a game of AFL footy, even if it's not good quality, when it's close in the end you still get into it. I actually didn't. I actually found it hard to watch.
0: I don't think <laughs> I got I don't think I got into it except for Cam Rainer's shot on the siren.
1: Yeah, 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 pretty much. And you're like oh that's kind of cool that he could <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah. have drawn to the game.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, that's all I have to say. Like, yeah. It was a pretty ordinary game. Let's yeah. move on. Our two
1: votes. Uh, I don't like giving to this game because I wanted to talk about them a bit, but uh, Freo defeated the Dogs by 54 points. Um, Freo, they're not a bad side, but I'm actually getting quite excited about him. I mean, I, they're I probably they better than Melbourne.
0: <laughs> probably. I, I think, need
1: to start caring about Freo again. I think they'll
0: be... If the, they keep playing as well as they are playing, they could quite easily be around that Bottom end of the eight, Mark. There's they, with, I, I could, with could their war and with their home field advantage. There's yeah, exactly. plenty of scope for them to win plenty of easy games.
1: That that stuff definitely helps them. But I think they're actually quite a good side. Their midfield with, with Sanderlands. He's, his first couple of games, he wasn't as good. The last couple of weeks, he's really got going again, mm. and he makes five so much better. And that that's quite and that's a strong. What
0: matters for Freo. Five up and about lifts their ceiling. Hey, so was god. Much. He
1: was good. He's just he's everywhere, and he's just so dynamic and so strong. And he he really he seriously impacts a game. For yeah, you, and bloke. he's
0: moving so smoothly now. Yep. he's like a Pendlebury on steroids at times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, does, he, doesn't he doesn't have the to, stops uh, and props as Pendlebury does, yeah. but the way Pendlebury just glides. Yeah, I, I, I see a lot of that. Info. I can definitely
1: see what you're saying. And Nathan Wilson, I'm disappointed I didn't put him into my He's top five recruits addition. at the start of the year. Like that has been their biggest problem for a very long time: their ability to move it off half-back. And Wilson on the weekend was actually kicking the ball beautifully. He was picking out some yeah, brilliant like long was, kicks, yeah. but it was also pinpoint. the short
0: kicks as well. Yeah, he was moving. His ability to hit both targets made he was much more varied in the way he was bringing the ball forward, and that really increases. Uh, offensive output. And, and it
1: takes like one of those kicks and all of a sudden they're running and they're yes. in space and they, they look dangerous. And then they and then their forward line, they've got, with Walters playing as well as he is, Ballantyne back, and I think he's a good small forward. Brandon Materia is not too bad. That's a good, dangerous yeah, looking, dynamic it, small forward They're line.
0: doing it without Hill at the moment who just only adds to that run and mm-hmm. is probably their best runner at it. So they're, the fact that they were able to move the ball this well without a large factor in what they do with their ball movement is really impressive. The dogs, though, two weeks of them being up and about a bit, we thought maybe they turned it around.
1: Well, I mean, they've they've now had two good weeks and two and three terrible weeks. So I, I don't think they're a great side. They're not. They're a team you have to still turn up against. I think, but yeah, they're, yeah, they're they're not great. They were very they surprised if weeks, they managed to scrape yeah. into the eight from here.
0: I'll be shocked if they get anywhere win. Yeah. They're Closer to bottom four than the eight, I think, at yeah, this point. they are.
1: Agreed. But moving on to three votes, I've buried the lead a little bit at the start, but three votes we're giving to West Coast and Carlton, so to those teams we say... Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? Yeah, I
0: think, to be honest, you did the opposite of burying the lead. You just told everybody what the lead <laughs> yes, was. all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this game was not as close as it seems. Yeah, ten points, very, very Ten fair, right? points, ten scoring shots is a more accurate reflection. Probably should have been five goals regardless. And that includes a late comeback by Carlton. It is much more positive from Carlton given sure. they lost by eighty six points the week before against a not particularly strong And seven. and uh, look, I
1: look I I've been positive Which I'm still
0: willing to say.
1: I've been positive about Carlton uh, all the way through, but I have an excuse now. They actually their injuries are actually pretty horrible.
0: Yeah, they are. They weren't this bad at the start of the season. They were they were bad but not this bad. Yeah.
1: But the top four uh, best in, in their best and fairest last year aren't playing.
0: Yeah. That, and that'd kill Gibb, any team. Yeah, and Gibbs is not coming back, so that's a little bit of a to get mitigating factor. And crips who they missed all of last year, is. But, yeah, there's some... It's tough for them. There's not... There's so many kids who just aren't ready yet around the ball and around important areas of the game that they're just not able to go with sides. They're bullied. And... On the positive Harry McKay They've been screaming out For a key forward To give them some actual Spine And he's Actually I think Charlie Kernow Is a better Obviously a better player Yeah But he's also Because of his mobility and Because of the way he plays He's not He's not as structurally He doesn't straighten them up It's Structurally, as a real key forward would, mm-hmm. and I think bringing Harry McCain to the side is really beneficial for that.
1: Yeah, it, good start for him. Let's yeah. let's not get carried it's not away like and build amazing. up high expectations for him too much. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it could be a pretty pretty long year for the old Blues with those sort of, that, with that injury list. On top of the fact that we already knew that they don't have a lot of depth. Like well, yeah. their their VFL team has been getting utterly flogged. Yes. Week in, week out. We knew that was a problem, so you take a few players out of that team, that was always going to hurt them. But I still reckon there's a little bit little bit of talent on that list, and they'll get there eventually.
0: Yes. For West Coast, a tick box win, not much else. Nice it, doesn't really, Melbourne. it doesn't really put away the MCG hoodoo.
1: But no, but, you know, good on, i getting a win. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. It, it's, yeah, if they had a loss, it would have been pretty devastating, but they're yeah. second on the ladder in building Quite nicely. I don't mm-hmm. think that's reflective of where they sit in the competition, but you can't really argue with their results so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're definitely not a top of the table team, but they're starting to look like a at least a middle middle of the ring team. Yeah, are is playing. so
0: much better than I thought they would. Yeah, be. anyone did. I either. thought their midfield had just been shot to bits and they wouldn't go yep. survive, but I've been proven wrong very quickly. Anyway, let's get to the uh, interesting, more interesting games of football. We're going to start with Friday night's cracker, which is uh, not surprising given it didn't involve Carlton. Uh, we've got Adelaide defeated Sydney by ten points.
1: This is a this is a seriously seriously good win yep. by the Crows. Uh, Absolutely, we're talking about injuries for Carlton. Adelaide de- decimated at the moment, and to, to get to get a like worse
0: off than Carlton are, I think.
1: I, I'd say Adelaide have more ammunition to cover those injuries Absolutely. because they have more depth. but the depth, quality of players out. Yeah, the Crouchers, Sloan, Ebets. Yeah. that. Yeah, That's pretty horrible. <laughs> I
0: heard someone list off who they had missing from that game. It had Sloan, the Crouch Brothers, Ebets, like stars of the competition. Then McKay, yeah. Then David McKay. Yeah, <laughs> but he'd like, still
1: be the best 22 player. So he is the best out. 22
0: player, but it's like... Something doesn't add up there.
1: <laughs> I think this this was the watching this game was the first sign of what I noticed across the whole weekend. Of I think we're getting that getting to that point of the season where coaches are really starting to grab hold of the game again. The first few rounds there was some crazy frenetic footy, of just players getting excited, really high, high scoring. Um, but coaches are now like oh, we should probably stop the other team from scoring. And this would like the way Adelaide set up defensively was mm. brilliant. I mean, if you look at their top possession getters, I think it was. Seedsman, Dode, Rory Laird—like it just—they played the game from the back half. Yeah, and they—they've always had the ability to do that. I they?
0: think they've played the game from the back half a lot more than we probably think about. Given how much they, given how much we talk about their forward line, because yes. their midfield has never been their strength in their side, but their
1: ability to take the ball. They've transition the ball.
0: And to be fair, we've talked about this a lot. I think, yeah,
1: we talked about last year the fact that if they lose the midfield battle, they can still win a game. Yeah, when not many other teams
0: could. Yeah. But I think, again, I think you're right. They are possessing it a bit more back there because Leg is
1: almost unprecedented in the amount of disposals he's getting back there. Uh, Something a little bit worrying from a Melbourne supporter's perspective. Watching that game, I mean, Dode was like... So similar to Jake Lever it was frightening. Like the way he took some of his marks, he has that mm. like extra little extension at the end and just yeah, click of the hands. No. Yeah, it, like he actually like you could have just assumed that was Jake Lever, which is a little bit of the was he that good or is their structure just that good? And yeah, he, was in a, he had a good role in a good team. Now Lever was really good this week, so I'm gonna cut him some slack, but like that actually did get me a little bit concerned. How much of it is just a really good setup?
0: I think a lot of it is, but I think that's a lot of defence in general. There's no key defenders that if your midfield's getting beaten and and some of your structures fall out of place, there's no defender that can actually
1: stop that. Even Rance has looked average for the odd game (laughs) (laughs) for a couple of games over the last three years. It's generally
0: when Dustin Martin hasn't destroyed the midfield like he normally does. It's just the nature of the role. I don't think you can really hold that against the defender's ability. There's not many that stand... The only team that really does that is Sydney, and that's by design. They're willing to sit back really deep and go shoulder to shoulder and just back in their talent. But even then, they win so much of the ball that the fact that they're a bit defensively more one-on-one than most sides doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. So... It's it's a bit of both I think it answers answer to that <laughs> yeah.
1: Talking about Sydney How convinced are you of them? I'm really getting some doubts they're, yeah. just, they're just so predictable And for so long What they've done well They've done well enough That they get away with it Most of the time and
0: Because they had such a
1: talent differential
0: That they could get away with it
1: Yeah, Their midfield has been Probably the best in the comp For four or five
0: years Mm-hmm. how long it's just yeah, yeah it's been phenomenal and there's so many champions through there
1: they've both got both stars and they've
0: got depth yeah and but now the stars are sorted to they they haven't been a hasn't cry. been good for
1: about a year and a half now kennedy's out of form yeah which is a show kennedy's never out of form like he is one of the more consistent players yeah Kennedy, he'll Ken, come kennedy's
0: career pattern is He's good at the start of the year and bloody excellent by the end of it. Yeah, he yeah. does build into seasons, but he's never started from this long Not, base. not this slow, exactly. And, yeah, Parker is the one who's still in his prime, but he's, he's just been a bit off. He's playing more forward, I think. They haven't quite been able to bring Heaney into the midfield because they don't have any forward targets with readout. It's not quite gelling in the midfield, and it's showing on the scoreboard for them. They haven't really been convincing, and they've lost games
1: that probably shouldn't have just when you come up against them you just you just know exactly what you're going to get mm. you know exactly what to plan for and no matter how the game is going they're just going to keep backing in their midfield just to eventually get on top of the contested ball and often it happens mm. but when it doesn't it looks pretty embarrassing for the coach and now the other predictable thing about them is the reliance on buddy although he's injured now yeah so... and
0: this is the other side of getting old is injuries and they've got hannabury and Franklin out yep. and they've got Geelong coming up and it was going to be like oh they don't have Buddy and uh, Hanabree but Geelong don't have Ablett and Selwood when our, Selwood was suspended yeah. but he got cleared so it does. it's not quite even It'd be, it's going to be tough for them to win that game
1: yeah that, it will be a very interesting game that one
0: yeah so let's move on we'll get to the draw killed yeah. the GWS GWS had the last three draws or something stupid it's yeah but they had two and two yeah.
1: weeks last year that was that was crazy
0: that was absolutely nuts and it pro- could have cost them a spot in the grand final if you think about it mm-hmm. win those two games they get home finals but uh yeah it's I don't know what to say about this game really St. Kilda's turnaround in performance is absolutely huge Yeah, uh, this was one of those games where they just had the effort levels that their game style requires there still wasn't the skill there still wasn't the polish that Everyone is looking at as a real deficiency. But that manic attack was there in a way we haven't seen all year, really. Yep. Even the Brisbane game with they won earlier in the year, that was that was more a bigger body, more experienced side, beating a, a younger side that came to play. This was... They really took it to what is a really good side.
1: I, I've, I've heard your thoughts already on the Wayne Carey call of GWS can't win the Ridiculous. flag. Ridiculous. I don't think it's that ridiculous. I, I disagree with it. I, I think I GWS are definitely a chance to win the stunned
0: flag. This isn't the cane Cords call of the week, which says a lot about what we've got as a cane Cords <laughs> call of the week. This is stupid. GWS are going to win the next but, seven flags.
1: Do you know where he's coming from? though? I can yeah. understand when the win people really do hunt them really, at the contest.
0: I think they're really poorly coached.
1: Uh, I, I, I actually don't buy that. I think we've we've seen what's happened when you have a talented list and you don't coach them well. We've seen it at Gold Coast. They, he's developed a lot of those players and he's developed a style which they have a clear brand with the so way. So yeah, they
0: development play. is not an issue with them. I'll really i grant you that. The amount of players they've turned from rookie lists into real play real players is quite impressive. And even
1: players they brought from the outside, guys like DeBoer. like
0: Yeah, that's very true. He's turned them into very solid role players. is playing well now as well. <laughs> yes. That that is a big takeaway actually. He's looking a lot close the closest we've seen to Richmond Deledio and all been his entire stint he's he, damn he's good. He's actually moving well, and for the first year and a half, he just he was hobbled. He did couldn't get over that calf injury. Now moving freely, but with GWS, their ball movement just so often stagnates in a hey, way. Their ball
1: movements, no, amazing. their ball movement,
0: their ball, their offensive ball movement when they're on the front foot is amazing. But there's a like difference. Amazing, in- yeah, <laughs> it is absolutely stunning and. Their delivery is fantastic, and when you get isolated situations where Cameron can lead the ball, Patton can lead the ball, even Toby Green, who leads up with the ball a lot, that works really well for them. But every time they're on the back foot, they cannot work the ball out of defence that effectively. I was raving about Whitfield earlier. He's just stopped. It's been dramatic, the way he's Mm -hmm. dropped up. He's still getting the ball, but he's not getting the mark and then accelerate through the midfield and straighten them through the midfield, open up these situations. They just... They stagnate. The ball gets in Nick Kane's hands, and he has nowhere to go. It's a their switch. If it doesn't come off, there's just nothing. It is and the- that's like a lot of sides, but it just shouldn't be that bad for them.
1: Is that a coaching issue? Like, well, We know what they're trying to do, and when they do it, it's bloody good. Is it a player's panicking when the heat comes up and it's, when they start hunting over the contest, I, they panic and get on the back foot? It's
0: not about panic, because I'm talking about these uncontested situations where instead of using the precise foot skills they've got to hit targets, or even just to get any go forward and really put pressure and put the defense on the back foot, they just sit it up and say pattern or create a contest. It's it's almost Sydney-like, in a way, how they're just willing to back in a contested ball that they're not so good at that they should do that. They have so many more strengths comparative to the rest of the competition on the outside than they do to the inside that I really think they should be focusing on that kind of ball movement when they have uncontested situations rather than dragging the ball back into contested areas.
1: Okay, okay. I I think I I know what their brand is and... It's bloody good, and I think that I don't think the coach can be blamed for what, what happens to them. I think there's a little bit of they do panic a little bit when the heat comes on. The only time where I've seen them really stand up in that situation was a couple of years ago, qualifying final against Sydney, which that was a mm. hard contested ball game, and they they out. To be Sydney. fair, they
0: didn't shy away in the prelim that year against the Dogs either. That was that's just they, they were, were better a couple of years ago. There's no, no doubt that's is, the best that, they. Which is an indictment on the coach. You you complain they about have them, lost like... some
1: experienced players though.
0: Who? Like, what What have they really lost from that side? Well,
1: Heath Shaw, and... No, oh, no, he's still playing. Mumford. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I guess Mumford always what seemed to be so important because of the contested stuff, but I just don't think it should have been that big a drop-off. You're, you're looking at Melbourne's list going, how have we gone backwards year to year? I think you have to say the same thing about GWS.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just... I don't think he's a poor coach. I just can't say that.
0: I uh, think he's... Closer to Brendan McCartney than he is. This sounds bad because I don't read his coach Luke beverage. He's not the guy. I don't think he's the guy that gets you to a premiership the way he's coaching. But yeah, that okay. was a really that was a strong rant. Let's yeah, put I lunch. wasn't
1: expecting to go so hard on that.
0: <laughs> uh, Geelong defeated Port by thirty-four.
1: Speaking of great wins, and speaking of great coaching performances, where the coach is really getting a, a handle on it, like they. Mm. Geelong have always been a very good defensive side And I think I've been a bit harsh on Chris Scott In the sense that I, When I've watched them play i thought the defence sets up well Because they have a lot of experienced players down back This was a an old yeah. an old thought He yeah. um, doesn't take it and, and I think But the way that they move the ball forward It's very plain And I've never really seen an identity Or had an idea of We've what they're trying to do that a
0: lot Because they seem to go to the pockets a lot
1: Yeah but I think he's a damn good defensive coach, I've decided. Like, with the, the outs that they have in their backline at mm. the moment, that was one of the stronger defensive performances I've seen. They they completely stifled Port Adelaide. Relying
0: on Jack Henry as your number one key defender. And it's working. And Tom Stewart as the more experienced but undersized. Collar Jasney, slightly more experienced but yep. undersized. The fact he's doing this with kids, and like we got a question on this, how good are Carlton's kittens, which is... An amusing little bit, but
1: Geelong's kittens, you yeah. Said the...
0: <laughs> Bloody hell, the cat kittens, one too many beers. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the defensive, the guys they've got in the defensive 50, Zach Guthrie, they're all so young because they've just been shot to bits with injury back there. That is quite impressive.
1: Yeah, it, it bears buried... Port Adelaide feed off momentum. Like they're, mm. they're, they're, We talk about their running game, but they're also when they're up and about in a contest, like they're just powerful mm. and when they get momentum they just go with it and they're just they're unstoppable. They could not get momentum at any point during this game. They ended up just switching the ball around because they never had anything to to get going to. Yeah, they never I, found any space. It I was, think
0: they're one way runners. They run either very well defensively but can't get forward. <laughs> yeah. Or run very well offensively. And because they're so on... When they do, they're so on top that it doesn't matter what they're doing defensively. Yeah, perhaps. But I, I think they really struggle every time it's taken to them to really find an option. And that's, I think, where the five-track bully kind of syndrome comes from. Yeah, yeah. Because every good side that doesn't let them just roll through... That's true. That they, is they're, true. They're, I think their offensive game plan is so based off clear possession out of yeah. The clearance. Yeah. It doesn't work when it's, that breaks down.
1: It's feeding off momentum. And if, they, if the momentum's and not there, then they look poor.
0: Absolutely shattered with Ryder out. They look half the side,
1: which yeah. is incredible. It was funny. Their first week without him, they had Charlie Dixon in the ruck in a wet in a wet day against Sydney. And they were great. Yeah. Since then, you're right. It's been shocking how, how much worse it's made their midfield look.
0: Barely beat Brisbane, who didn't score the next game. Lost to Essendon, who have looked awful the last month, mm. and lost to a Geelong side that is only fielding half a side. Like, yeah. It's
1: not a good form line. I was so hot on them, but God, they're just so similar. The last few years, they've been so frustrating. Their best is so good, mm. but you just I, you can just never place them. You just I no. always have in the back of my mind: if Port Adelaide click, they could be great, but they just never quite do it.
0: No, and they do. I'm not willing to write them off yet because riders out and. To be honest, we haven't seen a Tom Rockliffe that's been half of what Tom Rockliffe was yeah, at his best. Correct. If they get both those back playing well, it's completely different, I think. it is that, that dominance will be there more often than not, and they will be up there with the best sides. And they will have moments in games where they can get that dominance, yep. regardless of who they're playing against. But without those guys, they're limp in comparison to the Port Adelaide we were expecting.
1: Now, Lindsay Thomas, mate. <laughs> He is a dead set flog. Don't be a racist, Scott. <laughs> oh, come on. Stop with your bloody racist. Okay, movies. in all he's played one game at his new club and he got run out for four weeks for two separate incidents. In all That is like, that's astonishing.
0: If it was any other player, the incident that happened would not have been coloured the same way. It was called a dog act for a bump. There has never been a bump in the history of the game that has been ridiculed as much. As that bump was. And if you don't think there's a little bit of Adam Goods about it, you got your head in the sand.
1: We're not getting into political discussions. (laughs) However, I agree with you. I agree with you that this isolated incident, whilst it was pretty bad, it was nowhere near as bad as they hyped it up to be. However, when you watch the game, Lindsay Thomas was trying to whack people left, right and centre. Whack is
0: way over the top about what he was trying to do. He was trying to be physical through it. And one uh, of these, one time he gave a. How game, many times
1: has he done this throughout his career, mate?
0: Like four. It's less than Sicily's done in two years. <laughs> Nobody calls Sicily. I'm not or...
1: supporting. Yes, people, they do. People
0: were saying Lindsay Thomas should be kicked out of the league. And yes, it was one random guy on Twitter, but still.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Some guys. I'm, I'm sure someone on Twitter has said that about Sicily as well. People hate Sicily. Every bit as much No they do not It's just Cicely's been around For two years He's been doing this For two years Lindsay has been doing it For 15 How long has he been around for
0: No he's definitely Not that old Well it's
1: over 10 I
0: he's like 11 <laughs> He's not that old
1: Mate, that that is hilarious. Lindsay Thomas, is <laughs> one you could the... come back for one game yes, and
0: do this. It is funny.
1: I forgot he... I didn't care about him. I forgot my hatred for Lindsay Thomas. And you watch one game, you're like, my god. You he's know awesome.
0: how messed up this situation is. Campbell Brown was the person who spoke the most sense about it. Like seventeen <laughs> different commentators I listened to went. Oh, this is one of the most disgusting things you'll ever see on the AFL field. When they were playing, it was bloody legal.
1: Do you want Campbell Brown on your side talking about dogs? No, acts? that's how
0: bloody messed up the situation is.
1: And <laughs> of course he's going to be sticking up for the dog on the field. Was actually... He felt sorry for himself when he got to his was...
0: Yeah, that's his point. He was on Talking Footy and he said, I got called the dog and it... Stuck with me for the rest of the year. And I was like, yeah, we? Well, you got uh, delisted from a club because you hit one of your teammates. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. But John Lindsay's a flog. But anyway.
0: Yeah, we're making a big change here, Scott. We're mixing things up. We've looked at the numbers and we've realised if we do an even split of three Gold Jack, Green Jack games, mm. three real games, then take a break in the middle part of the real games to have a segment... We can re-energize, refocus, and power through the last minute. Mate, weekend. is that
1: a well, well-structured podcast? It is a well old machine. To
0: be honest, I look at it and think, God, we're idiots for not noticing sooner. <laughs> <Yeah>. Symmetry <laughs> is a wonderful thing, and we have found it.
1: I uh, think it was a bit of a This laziness. podcast <laughs> is like <laughs> Brad
0: Pitt. Symmetrical.
1: What the hell is wrong with you? What is our segment? <laughs>
0: we're going with cane corns, which, as everybody knows because they listen consistently, is the... Most outlandish, most over-the-top, most focused call that Cane Corns has said each week, or if he hasn't said anything like that, somebody else, because there's a lot of stupid people in the media that make very big calls.
1: Some other Cane Corns like calls.
0: Then we also throw in our own, because... It's fun. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. It's for our own enjoyment. So, what we've got, the Cane Corns Call of the Week by the great man himself, it was pretty big. It's good to be back, He pretty much said that Wayne Carey takes orders on how he commentates and
1: his opinions are sold. It's actually very offensive. It's actually a really, really big thing to say about a fellow commentator. What do you say? He said, I thought the coverage of Taylor Walker's game and the high praise from Wayne Carey was a bit over the top. I think someone has got in his ear and said, Tex has been under the pump. Would you mind giving him some praise this week? Now, a little bit of beef has gone on as a result. Uh, Wayne Carey basically called him a shock jock and says he won't last long in the game as a result. I'm throwing my support behind old Kane Corns. I love course, the man. Yeah. He's hilarious. I enjoy him so much. I was watching his little... Uh, the round so far segment thing on the AFL website. He just loves it. They're there playing one. i just,
0: I just want to applaud you on the level of commitment you've taken to this podcast. That level of research is insane. Yeah, I, know I, it's I, I only watch
1: it purely to try to find a Kane tag. <laughs> take. They're playing the Wayne Carey clip, and he's just sitting there with the most snide little grin on his face. He just loves it. He's hilarious, that bloke. He's a lot of fun. And good on him, and I think he will last in the industry because I think he's quite a good shock job. Yeah, to I be think if
0: anything, anything commercial radio in Australia has taught us is that shock drops last a long time. Exactly. Kyle and Jackie O are still here, and, and they made and someone commit suicide to it. once. Which yep. actually happened. Yep. It'll,
1: it'll work for him, and he's doing a good job of it. So he's stuffed duck.
0: Hold on, I'm on Duck's side
1: Oh, no you're not
0: I know, commentary is for sale But saying uh, the opinions within your commentary ever sale That's a stretch That is too far Duck is a man of integrity He only committed a few sins in his life
1: Do you, but, As I always say about gang caught Speaking
0: of an actual flock though <laughs> uh,
1: no, as That's a, not a real one as like. was- Not
0: Lindsay Thomas who does a shitload of charity work off the field That's my unbiasedness. Can I just...
1: The reason I support cane Corns isn't because I agree with him saying that and think it's fair enough for him to say it. It's because I know he doesn't actually believe it. And I find it very amusing that he likes to stir shit like that.
0: Okay, that's a fair argument. So good on him.
1: But anyway, we're doing our our cane Corns Yeah, I'm going to
0: take it off because I've got got some fire here.
1: I don't know what you're going with.
0: I've been... Yeah, I've held it from you. I've been looking at Melbourne's performances recently. And something needs to be done. Simon Goodwin needs to be sacked All right, You Harry. need to bring back Paul Roos Your, def- your defence has gone to shit And you're- you can't score either At least get one of those things right Have a defensive coach he- Paul Roos could also not coach offence to save himself But you'll get one thing right with Paul Ruse. Look at his work on the couch He's still switched on, he's still analysing the game And he still likes Melbourne because <laughs> he talks them up a lot Bring back Paul Ruse, you might make finals once. I'd
1: bloody love to bring back Paul Ruse, I've got no issues with that. But like, calls to sack Goodwin are just ridiculous.
0: He's gone backwards,
1: as you've said. Yes, he has, but he was. None of his
0: tactics are working. You keep telling me he's doing all the innovation. He's got a small forward line, he's got people off the back of the square, he's doing this sexy ball movement, and you're not scoring anything. If he's doing all the things that he's supposed to and your team still can't win, doesn't that say his coaching methods are terrible? All that
1: stuff you just mentioned is an indicator that he understands the modern game he's actually been quite a progressive coach. and so he, really he
0: understands, it. but still can't do it. He's
1: doing it, Damien Hardwick. He's missed the ball for a little while. He's, he's just been a little bit off. He's he's struggling to coach defence. I'm 100% happy with that. And there's a little bit of a lack of synergy in the midfielder. At, at the least moment. get Paul Roos to
0: be a concept. Uh, Jesus, I've lost the word. At least bring him in to be a consultant. I'd be very happy. Go. I'd be
1: very, very happy with that. But anyway, my uh, Cane Corns call is getting back to my past a little bit. I enjoy this old one. Eddie Betts is not in the best five small forwards in the competition. This
0: is rubbish. This doesn't even deserve to be mentioned in the Cane Corns season. Has he only kicked
1: two goals this year? I know he was injured this week, but he'd kick two goals to that I think point, it was he?
0: three. Either... You know who else has kicked and three goals? Charlie quiet. Nixon. Although he's not in the top five key forwards, so maybe... <laughs>
1: Eddie Best was never that good. He was always a very overrated player. He was one of the best. He kicked
0: best. 60 goals like three years He would have been in, in the
1: top five, but he's Do not the best. of you how about? many he's
0: small not... forwards have kicked 60 goals in a year? Well, how like many Jeff have kicked Palmer. 50
1: from the goal square, mate?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's a talent.
1: It's not a talent. I'd much rather have someone set it up. But players who are better, Toby Green is clearly a better small
0: forward. Yes, and that was true last year. Michael
1: Walters on form is a mile better. No, Michael Walters is a absolutely mile it better,
0: mate. He's a, a very under mile better.
1: Yes, on exposed for yes this year he's been clearly better. Suryoli yes, is, but a you better. don't
0: lose all your worth. If we're going on this year, is not going to play for eight weeks and this year that matters a lot. Yes, but if he was fit... Well, then we're talking about Eddie Betts who clearly hasn't been fit yet.
1: Eddie Betts was fit he for was the first month and he did kick any goals. He was clearly... is a better player. Luke Bruce is a better player. Luke,
0: I like Luke Bruce. I, I
1: like <laughs> and Luke Charlie Luke. Cameron, I think, is a better small forward these days. He was a pretty good recruit, wasn't he? He was an excellent recruit. Yeah,
0: so I really like Charlie Cameron and I really rate Luke Bruce, so I'm not going to argue those to, you know not be a hypocrite but the other no two of those were wrong found those two are the best don't never mind we're moving on and Jeff Garland card. as well <laughs> and gro- Dane Kent <laughs> I can't even like seriously engage Kent. That. now let's talk about a team that's really doing a hard week coming out of nowhere three years of finals in a row <laughs> take a step back just have a Slight down year, come back, win the flag. North Melbourne defeated Hawthorne by twenty-eight points. Yeah, it was tanking
1: last year, dude. Is that... Absolutely. <laughs> is, is that your take?
0: Absolutely. We just needed a we just needed a year to reset, to just quickly look at the field, get some tactical advantage, which we clearly Scott, because Brad Scott is a genius. He's absolutely nailing it this
1: how, year. How good do you actually think you guys are? Like you you've been you've definitely exceeded my expectations. You have been very, very competitive in every game, and you've pulled out a couple of really good performances. You cannot possibly be that good. I this think will not last. So Your next month, you won't win a game. You've got a tough run ahead. I
0: think we're a chance in two of them.
1: Who have you got? Port Adelaide, Which Richmond... Port
0: at home, and I think we're a chance because they don't, no, have, that won't beat you. They don't have Ryder, and they don't have Rockcliffe and Power Pepper, and they're quite out injured. Then we've got Buddy, uh, Sydney, and they might not have Buddy in Hanabury still. Uh, it is in Sydney, but they haven't played well there anyway this year. And then, yeah, we got GWS and Richmond, which we're yeah, definitely going to win.
1: You won't you win one of those four.
0: We are a chance in the first two. But anyway, let's talk about this game. Oh, no, to answer your question, I think if we go healthy <laughs> the entire year, we might come 8th. Our depth is I, shocking. I d- I We need to happen. have the greatest run of all time, and that includes, like, Jared Wade not getting hurt, which we know is not going to happen. That's a shock. <laughs> and if that happens, we might come 8th. Okay, you're not, you're not you're not getting too carried away. No, I mean, that's
1: a little bit, but you're not getting no, too carried away. No, but
0: from eighth, we're going to win the flag. Shut <laughs> up. We're going to just outdo. We're going to be Richmond and the Bulldogs put together.
1: All right. Well, could you just do your stupid little no? I want you, you to do this. Year. Let's
0: let's join in this journey. You haven't said a good thing about North Melbourne all year. I want you to come with
1: me and just give us a compliment. You have a hopeless list. You are an irrelevant a football list. club.
0: Our spine is better than yours, and we tore it apart.
1: You're an irrelevant football club. However, you have quite a good coach. He has—he has been got. He's got more out of his list than he should have got for a very long time now. You guys getting better were too. no better than good, and you made two prelims. Right now, your list is awful, and you're not a bad side. That, that's good awful. coaching.
0: It lacks the star quality. Through it's the middle.
1: awful. It you, got, you got you the only player I'd want out of your team would be Ben Brown, Robbie Tarrant. I honestly don't, wouldn't even want anyone else.
0: That's just ridiculous, Scott Thompson. Okay, maybe
1: May Jack because our backline's horrendous.
0: May <laughs> Jack's been so good though. He just he been actually Frost. He, he's doing a Liam Jones at the moment, uh, like last year. Liam Jones. If this keeps, you up, just
1: said Liam Jones isn't any good a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, this year
0: he's no good. But last year he turned. He was until Buddy kicked ten on him. It was the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, but he looks so good. He does need to. Mark the ball more than spoil it directly in the corridor So someone will run onto it and kick goal for the opposition God that sounds a lot
1: like Sam Frost, it's (laughs) right But
0: he does So many things really well, he controls The air really well because he can get higher than most people And for some reason so many forwards Go back and just seem to read the ball better it's scary how that happens. He's still going
1: to have his Majak moments. Though. Yeah. And, and he still he does his... his Sam Frost-like thing. He had this moment <laughs> where he tried to walk the ball out of
0: defence against Carlton. And like, luckily, they decided to try and take advantage and handballed it into their own feet. And nothing mattered. Because they are awful. But that was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen someone do. For the fastest man in the league to walk out of defence. Just staggering. But anyway. Scott Thompson. You would take.
1: Ah,
0: oh. and we have plenty of peripheral. Pl- are you serious? I
1: wouldn't be excited about getting Scott. Thompson.
0: All Australian Scott Thompson. Oh right, how old is he now? Thirty-one. I wouldn't bother. You wouldn't bother fix like <sighs> your biggest issue.
1: That's why I want Taron and Major
0: <laughs> We have what we do have is a lot of peripheral players that are solid. So we don't have the stars, but we've got. Instead of having a kid at half-forward flank, we've got Sean Atley, who's averaging 20 touches and a goal this year. He's not great, but he's good. And that has made us competitive in a lot of games. And I think a lot of the people that were looking at our list and going, there's nothing there They won't be competitive, were discounting how, how easily you can get to solid if you're
1: a bit more mature and a bit more experienced you know in a serious take on yeah. why we're doing better all right all right that's fine i you haven't been too carried away that's no, that's fine but anyway we can we move when on? we win the
0: flag i will be <laughs> now we've got to talk about Hawthorne a week ago everyone was saying they were contenders i don't th- i never thought that was true no they i never fighting thought fighting for around 6th but i think this really speaks to that
1: yeah i th- I, I never thought they were contenders I don't think this completely makes me think they're terrible either. Like, I don't think they're, they're, they're pretty. They're pretty decent. I can easily see them making their own.
0: Yeah, that, that could absolutely happen. But they're also really old. And all the criticism North got for being old and not being an actual contender, I don't understand why. Well, pe- people have been still
1: hoping that Hawthorne will be a contender.
0: I don't understand why you'd ever hope for Hawthorne to be good. But I, I just think their coaching has mattered. But I don't think the list quality is there. That to the anywhere near the
1: same extent. Their list I've is seen. is is okay. Their list is is all right. It's not bad. It's it's probably good. And then they've got an excellent coach. And that's probably not enough to get you a flag. But yeah,
0: yeah, it's very similar formula to us being remotely competitive except OK listen yeah. slightly above average coach. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, now of... let's get to your misery. Richmond defeated Melbourne <laughs> by 46 points. This was a wonderful game. Real hard, solid contest where the better team won. And to be honest, a pretty ordinary team lost. What are your thoughts?
1: <sighs> My thoughts are, for the most part, I don't realise how good Richmond are until I'm at the MCG, sitting on the top level, seeing how unbelievably well drilled they are. It was, it was frightening to see how much better they were than us at setting up. They just locked us into a corner of the ground. It was so similar to the qualifying final against Geelong last year where I had Geelong supporters sitting around me who were complaining, why aren't you switching it? Why aren't you switching it? And every time we'd look, they had nothing to switch to because there was a Richmond player there. They just They're they so well set up and they work so hard to get themselves into the position and then they're brilliant on the outside. They're so clinical. They are frighteningly well coached and that... Made it really tough for us. However, I still find this more heartbreaking than I'd found the Hawthorne game. Reason being is I think we had a crack and we just, we are so far from the best team in the competition. It's stupid.
0: Yeah, and that's the biggest takeaway is that Richmond are clear premiership favourites. Yeah. But for you, the fact that you didn't bounce back, really, like you, you were there a lot more than you were the week before, but the fact that it didn't matter.
1: That's quite worrying. Yeah, I found this more concerning. It, last year, we didn't get smashed. I, the, we were in every game we played. Mm-hmm. We've now been thumped two weeks in a row. And they, they were both fair enough. Like we, they, we deserved to get thumped for both of them. And this week, we, we had a crack and we were thumped. It, we, we couldn't transition the ball, and a lot of that was credit to Richmond. and um, midfield's just not working. It's, Max was brilliant in the rut. He kept tapping it down the throat of Melbourne players and they just get smashed by a Richmond player and come back the other way and there's something not right there we're not moving in the forward 50 right that's not working and our backline's a problem this was our best defensive performance for the year Lever was great um, we, we were actually quite good defensively but everything else just completely fell to pieces
0: yeah you are a pretty poorly coached, I guess um <laughs> He can be a good coach. He's not
1: coaching well. He's been comprehensively our coach the last two weeks. I do think you're missing Bynie to an extreme extent. So much more than I thought we would. I really thought... without We have midfield depth. You can say we don't have the stars, but we have depth. And I thought we can cover one or two injuries to the midfield. But, God, his leadership and his hardness is so important.
0: Yeah, you don't have the kind of midfielder he has. You don't have anyone like him. And he's he's shown himself to be hard so he's shown why he's your captain with the fall off that's happened since he's gone yeah there's just not enough two way running in your midfield that he's capable like what he brings offensively is good what he brings defensively is good and
1: it's frenetic
0: yeah. and there's just not that energy around the ball anymore yeah. for you guys and it's really showing yeah let's put you out of your misery move to, move to Anzac day <laughs> I've never seen you so defeated it's wonderful <laughs> Actually, no. When you lost to the North last year, both times, that was (laughs) was pretty bad. Uh, Collingwood defeated Essendon by 49. A pretty comprehensive win. What's your takeaway? Collingwood good or Essendon shit?
1: Uh, I'm really hoping people rip into Essendon as much as they've been ripping into us the last couple of weeks. Because this was every bit as poor as we've been. This was really, really bad. This game was like almost... This was so, so similar to our game.
0: the exact same score too. (laughs) It was
1: almost the same score. Both games were quite good for the first quarter. They were quite exciting, intense games. And then Collingwood, similarly to Richmond, incredibly well drilled. The only difference was... When we got locked in, we literally just kept trying to kick it down the line and trying to find a way that way. Eston tried to switch it, and then Collingwood have moved their zone over. It wouldn't work, and they just switch it back. And it was literally just watching Eston kicking it back. There forth.
0: are some phenomenal defensive numbers for marks and kicks between their key defenders and their half-back flankers. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. If you have a fantasy side, tell you what, get one of those guys because they do not kick the ball forwards.
1: Well, this it game was, at least. It was
0: incredible how little... Structure they had going forward. They never had anyone to kick it to. They did not have enough people forward of the ball. It was only Joe Danaher. And I think they were trying to get over the top and get over the back because we've seen them do that at Etihad. They're really fast-paced. But without McKenna and without Fantasia, they weren't quick enough to do it. And their ball movement is not not good enough. There's Hebel's disposal is not quite there. Merritt's disposal is hit and miss. And not through skill, but more through intent. Mm. It's too often he just goes sideways. Zaharakis couldn't get any drive forward, and that's pretty what, what he's good at, is moving forward out of the stoppage. They're just none of their midfielders were able to get any focus on board movement. They won the clearances convincingly, and it didn't matter. And that's fantastic for Collingwood.
1: Yeah, two Two things. I think a lot of credit has to go for Collingwood for stopping the way that Essendon are trying to move the ball. Mm. And also, the way that Essendon try to score relies so heavily on them being dominant in the midfield. Like, yeah. They have to be dominant to get it in quickly enough for the space out of the back. So that's why they look so silly. Mm. There was occasionally, Danaher would hit up on it, hit up on a lead, and you'd be like, oh, well, they actually that look looked, quite dangerous that here. That looked really But that brilliant. happened about three times. And there was the
0: no one for him to kick to. He'd hit up, it'd be 70 or 80 metres out. He'd look around, no one. There'd be two Collingwood players zoned off deep. And if any Essendon player was going to run into it, it wouldn't matter. They wouldn't have the space. Yeah, it, it's, it's a terrible sign for Essendon. Because unlike the Bulldogs game, they came to play. They weren't yeah. not there. They just didn't have the ability to beat Collingwood. Again,
1: extremely similar <laughs> to us last yeah. night.
0: <laughs> it, was, it was a fantastic display for Collingwood as well. And their forward line is looking a lot more structured. Mason Cox played... Pretty well. Tap forward's a good tactic, although he's, he actually took some marks yeah, his time. He's not, Bucks wouldn't have been happy. He's not good, but being average is what matters for their structure. Yeah. Same with Reed. Reed, I don't think he's a, he's a good key forward. He's a better defender, yeah. but he makes them better when he's forward. Exactly. He yeah. is solid as a key forward. And with their smalls around him, Stevenson is fantastic. That kid has something special. He does. He's got a little bit of question marks on his short kicking, but pretty much everything else he does is
1: interesting and good. I said to you today, last week... During the Adelaide game, there was one contest where he went up, really good aerial contest, crumbed his own ball and kicked a snap out of it mm. for a goal. I'm just like, there are not many players who can do that. Like that is that's pretty special. No, and he
0: did this one today where he got the ball was he's got really long arms. He was waving it around out of defenders' reach, and they all sort of fell over around him. He bit of a well because he is just so composed. And that is to get that out of a first-year player who's not yet ready to be a midfielder, but yeah. will be in time when he puts on a bit more size. That's just a win. Yeah. That kind of flexibility is fantastic for Collingwood. Yeah, a little bit worrying the old Pies, a little bit worrying. They are a lot better than they have been the last two years. A lot better.
1: So much better defensively, it's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: I think it's a little bit of addition by subtraction with Taylor Adams going out of the midfield because their ball movement is a lot crisper. They had too many players they couldn't kick in there when Adams was there as well. And being a lot classier going through the midfield... I think has helped them going forward. I'd, I'd still chuck Taylor Adams back in there quite happily. <laughs> I think you would, but you'd want to work on the balance. you want to work on having someone forward, Trill or forward when he's in the midfield. You, you yep. don't want too many players that can't kick the ball. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, let's, get, let's move on. Let's get to a segment. A bit top short five. on time. Yeah, a bit short on time. Thanks for making everyone know you want to get out of here. <laughs> We've got top five. We're going best teams to watch. This was tougher than Yeah, I this was been. quite
1: upsettingly tough to actually do teams well, that I, I do like to watch. I do not
0: like football as much as I thought it yeah. did. <laughs> Let's be honest, I really just hate a lot of football teams.
1: I'll, look, I'll, <laughs> I'll start. Um, I would be worried about this would actually finally seemed quite boring to watch. But I'm giving it just sneaking in. I'm giving it to Sydney purely because watching Lance Franklin is, when he's playing well is the best, most exciting thing to watch. Yeah. So that just jumped him above all of the other quite boring vanilla teams.
0: That is 100% <laughs> true. And I think Luke Parker occasionally does something special. And Heaney occasionally does something special. That's yep. about it. That is about it. Dane Rampy has a cool moustache. That's the extent of it. Then they just <laughs> but, bloody
1: smash in. <laughs> yeah.
0: I couldn't really give you anything more than that. I went to Richmond for a similar reason. I love watching Dusty. Oh, that okay. guy is unbelievable. I also... I said this to you earlier when you didn't understand. I like watching Jack Riewoldt a lot. His work across the half-forward flank. I really like his oh, I think he's pretty boring. I think... Well, these days,
1: he's just such a team player that he just plays around. Well. I just think he's so think he's damaging across the half-forward line
0: in a way that really unlocks their forward line. I don't think many... I don't think many forward lines can be based around the structure Richmond has because their key forward I, couldn't do the same things Jack
1: Riewoldt does. I 100% agree with you. I think he's brilliant, but that doesn't mean he's watchable. <laughs>
0: I also really weirdly really like Camden Macintosh. Just, I think that is weird. I this think, is just a Camden's weird perversion. Just... I really like watching him run and then kick the ball the wrong way. He yeah. did goes off. And just, just, I never know what's happening. He's it's just an such exciting... an old looking
1: fella. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'll give you that. He's got a bit of the Ben Reeds about his hair, hairstyle. But uh, anyway, let's move on. Who's your four?
1: My number four is a, a little bit personal, and in many ways, they've come from the clouds. It's Freo. I've always enjoyed watching Freo because I enjoy watching a lot of their individual players. Um, but now they're actually giving them a chance to shine a little bit. I think they're bloody great to watch. I watched bits and pieces Saturday night, and I actually loved it. It was mm. so exciting. Walters is just so, so much X-Factor. Fife is one of the most watchable yeah, in players the in the competition. same way,
0: Dusty and Buddy are people. You go to watch football. Fife Wilson, is the,
1: the hills are exciting. Like They've got so many X-Factor players. I love watching the Dockers.
0: Yeah, I went Port because I think when they get that run on, they're just unbelievable. Their steam trends just fantastic to watch. I like watching really good football and when Porter up and about Their it's really good football. Unbelievable. It yep. is a credits in the bank decision but it's just good to watch when they're going. And I think with guys like Watts and Motlop, when they're up and about it'll be even more so because those guys are great cream players. That's my decision making.
1: Yep, no, fair enough. Uh, my three, I've got Adelaide. You've also got Adelaide.
0: Yeah, they're the best Defensive ball
1: movement team in the
0: competition. Just, just
1: extremely clinical. Yeah, like. <laughs> And they score. When
0: you want to watch crisp, mark, kick, forward movement play, that's what you got to see. They're a bit less interesting without Charlie Cameron because I love watching that dude. But <laughs> when they're up and about, the red my two above a pure hundred like, percent bias. And
1: we have said before, the text is right, right up there in the sexiest players. When he wheels around and yeah. kicks one from fifty-five, that looks bloody sexy. Um, so yeah, they're both our three. My number two, I've got Port Adelaide at number two. I, I their best is powerful and so exciting to watch. Yeah, pretty similar reasons. They are nuts
0: yeah. when they're going. Mine is hundred percent biased. This is where I put the free. This over. is actually
1: retarded. Like this is why this is a cane for. This is why, one of the dumbest but things. I just enjoy upon. watching Gold Coast play. <laughs> gold Coast. Like they are one of the most who gives a shit. Like they they are in the gold jacket green jacket teams. They're battling it out with you.
0: <laughs> they don't have a defensive bone in their body outside of like Stephen May. They use free flowing football all the way. I really like they, they,
1: they're not good enough for it to be good to watch their free flowing football.
0: They have players like, it's just that are nice. Tom Lynch is good to watch. Jack Martin's good to watch. They've Jack got Martin's half my so fantasy side, which I like watching. No, I just I I don't why know why.
1: Do you like gold Coast I like
0: so... I like Queensland football. It'd be nice to play in the sun. I like watching teams play in the sun. I don't know why I'm Really happy it's not North Melbourne, Gold Coast. So that's part of it too. I just like watching the Gold Coast. Leave me alone. And of course, Aaron Hall, my boy.
1: He got dropped, mate. He doesn't even play for them anymore. He's not good enough.
0: I will watch... You like watching crap footy.
1: No wonder you support North Melbourne.
0: (laughs) Who's been eminently more successful than Melbourne. 12 premierships to two. When have you watched the 12 premierships, Scott? When did you watch those? You
1: don't remember your premierships either. It doesn't I, matter. I, I why are we talking about this? I do really
0: remember is. preliminary finals, um, which I'm not sure you we both
1: got the same number
0: one. Yeah, GW, are a really good to watch.
1: You said that you weren't going to have them in there. You said they're not that good to watch because you're so frustrated with their ball movement.
0: Yeah, but then I remembered I really like Josh Kelly.
1: <laughs> they're, 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 I reckon they're quite comfortably the best team to watch. They were, they're, they're the only team... You can watch win by 100 points And think that was one of the more enjoyable games yeah, Two years
0: ago they had this quarter against Richmond Where I think they scored 50 or 60 points To none And it was about as, been about as much As I've enjoyed football In my entire life
1: it The old orange tsunami mate it's, it's very They're the sexy. only
0: team I think that can take the ball end to end Without kicking above head height Their ability to spear the ball seems universal And it just it moves like a scythe
1: Yeah It certainly does Okay, let's it
0: certainly does. We're going to run through a couple of quick questions because we're going long. Yep. Okay. Speed around. <laughs> yes, and most of these are by Poochie. Has Paul's decision do recruit known flaky players cost them too much depth?
1: They only recruited two flaky players, haven't they? Oh, What's Lindsay. Uh, but I don't think they ever expected Lindsay to play, to That's be honest. I think he's, he's already he, been the no result. Than <laughs> 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 he was recruited
0: to be depth. Uh, right? Oh, no. Um, the cannon, Mackenzie.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: And Trengrove, your old boy, wasn't flaky. just couldn't move.
1: What do you mean by too much depth, though? Like, it it, it yeah, cost them consistency. So. I, it's think, not de- I think that's depth. what
0: it's done. The only depth that's cost them is Lobby, because they couldn't afford him anymore, and they didn't expect him to play. Yeah, The fact they don't have a backup Ruckman is killing them, and in that way it has cost them, because if they had him, they'd be i would have a C-grade Ruckman, and that's fine. That'll get them by for the four weeks. But other than that... Ruck
1: depth would be handy, but yeah. I I don't think depth is the issue, I think. But potentially, if it was phrased differently, flaky players is an issue.
0: Yeah, but it was also
1: probably an issue before they arrived. Yeah, that is true. It's only
0: exacerbated... Similar
1: to Essendon. Flaky team adding flaky players to the team.
0: Very true, very true. We didn't go through that in the discussion. Hey, is Optus Stadium a fortress for Perth teams due to the travel factor? We've gone over this. We talked about this for Subiaco. I made the argument that the ground dimensions were, but I don't. I can't hold that because it's the exact same. It's the exact same dimensions as the G, pretty much. Yeah. It's it hasn't changed, really, has it? Both the sides are playing really, both really well. Both teams are and, absolutely
1: loving it. A few problems with the old oval, though. A lot of problems with it, the oval. It looks bloody great, but it's not very good in any other <laughs> sense of the word.
0: It. Cut people's hands open on the boundary line. It People are getting injured on the surface. Buddy Franklin's heel got. And broken. even their
1: first cricket game, there were massive controversies with how terrible their food was and stuff. Like, what was that? yeah, apparently, like, there were pictures of it. it oh just, yeah, that's right. The burgers uh, were terrible. Yeah. By. So yeah, they've got a fair bit to work out at the Old Optus Stadium, but you know, the teams are playing well there.
0: Okay, and this one's particularly for you.
1: Can North win the fly? No, move on. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, i got go serious. One does Richmond <laughs> have the best defensive instructions of in uh, recent times?
1: Yes, honestly, Why? yes. How many games have you seen from them? Top floor of the G, four or five in the last two year and a bit. I think I've seen three. <laughs> two of them were finals, and one of them was against us. It is. I've never seen a team work as hard to set up a zone as they do. That they just have players for the. They have a player covering the switch. They have a player. Players covering the kick down the line. They plays. They plays everywhere. Like and they just work so hard to get into position. And then you switch the ball. and They just straight back onto the other side. Like they are so well drilled.
0: I think. I think a lot of that is the talent they have in the back six. I think defensively, that is one of the most talented back six we've ever seen. Whereas really, like, Rance, really? Is all-time yes, great. Rance is an all time. Yes, Rance is an all time. Asprey's excellent. He's not. I don't think. I don't think Asprey's talented. He's excellent, but. I'm talking defensive talent, and that's like... Mick Martin was a talented defender. He wasn't a talented footballer, and that's why he played defence. But as a defender, he was talented. I don't
1: really see talent. I, I don't see talent from Asprey or from Grimes. I think Grimes is a very awkward player who's turned himself into a very good defender. I
0: think the, the length of his arms is not Fletcher-like, but it's it's that kind of advantage that most players don't have. And I think though though their ability to cover Vlosten is a fantastic medium defender... And just courageous as anything. And, yeah, but uh, that's
1: courage. That's not talent. Uh, that's what I'm talking they're about. So they so well coached, man. That's, that's what it there, is. There's,
0: uh, their ability to play desperate and cover every time they do have a deficiency, I think is another level. Whereas I think sides like Hawthorne, when they were really good, didn't have that talent. In Gibson defense. is freakishly talented. He's not as Lake current. was pretty talented as a defender. Lake was really old by that point. Yes, and was he there for their first one?
1: No, I don't no, think so. Yeah. No. He was, won a couple, I Was
0: mean. Frawley there at only the last one? Or was he there yeah, after? just the last one. Yeah, so they didn't have that for the start of it. And I think they were defensively almost as, almost as strong as what Richmond had been. And they didn't have the talent there. And I think I'd still put them... I, 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 I honestly, like,
1: I don't, apart from Rance, I don't see Richmond as being particularly more talented than Hawthorne's back line was. And I, I think they are an unbelievably well-coached team. And that's the reason they're good. They're just clinical and well-drilled.
0: Okay, fair enough. That's about I all it really down to let's, let's get to the tips. Yep. Friday night, absolute stinker. Yeah. Wasting Bulldogs, Carlton. Can we not have Carlton on the TV anymore? Just put him on Fox. <laughs> Just get rid of them. Nah, leave Where's them Where's
1: Bulldogs? Yeah, Bulldogs. Sydney, Geelong. Oh, by the way, tips. Just just very quickly. Uh, you're leading by one.
0: Yes, we did check that. And we are yet to put anything on the line. So if anyone's got a suggestion, <laughs> we asked this once before. Nobody responded. That was disheartening. Pick up your game, Poochie. Not even Poochie. Uh, yeah, so send them in. Yeah, yeah. Geelong, Sydney, at Geelong.
1: Uh Geelong Yeah without Buddy But that's a, that's a very interesting game
0: Without Buddy and Hanabury Yeah mean, you got to go Geelong Yep Sydney have a very good record At GMHBA stadium
1: North Port Port Adelaide Comfortably North Melbourne Comfortably Actually
0: oh, tip North Yeah <laughs>
1: Not comfortably <laughs> I'm looking forward to tying up the tips again Yeah uh, GWS Brisbane Jeez that's a stink <laughs> GWS
0: Hawthorne St Kilda Uh Hawthorne. Hawthorne are going to be... Is that the G? No, Tasmania.
1: Oh, okay. Definitely Hawthorne.
0: <laughs> and Hawthorne are going to be pierced. Uh, yeah. Adelaide Gold Coast. Adelaide. Adelaide. <laughs> uh, Battle for the Wooden Spoon. Essendon, Melbourne.
1: <laughs> Melbourne. Ooh,
0: brave, 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 but also Melbourne. Mm. Collingwood, Richmond.
1: Fuck, that's a good game. Uh, Richmond.
0: Yeah, Richmond, but I'm hopeful... Collingwood are the kind of side. I want to see a weakness in Richmond because I don't want to see another Richmond Premiership. And I'm hopeful Collingwood's midfield is the kind of side that will be able to really get to that'll Richmond. That'll be an
1: absolute cracker. and it will be a pretty fair crowd at that game. Yeah, that'll be nuts. Yeah. Uh,
0: then we've got the Derby. <sighs> Frio. West Coast.
1: Hills out. Tabernacle.
0: you got to go Frio. Don't be... Frio. Yeah, I'm going West Coast. Mm. Changing things up. Anyway, that's it for the Plebs on Footy podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, good to have Scott back. Appreciate you. Sucks up. to be back, Banjo. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> any takeaways? Ben Brown for the Coleman, take it to the bank, and North for the flag. That's uh, what you're betting
1: on, right? Shut up. Send in your, what you want us to do for our bets for the tips. Send it in, team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening. <laughs>